0: Hi, I'm James, and welcome to We Are YA, The Check-In, a weekday chat with young adult authors. We're checking in and seeing how your favorite young adult authors are doing at home during this very unique time. I have a very special guest with me today because I am interviewing our first bookstagrammer on our podcast. Today, I'm talking with Carmen from Tomes and Textiles. Her Instagram handle is at Textiles. And on her channel, she promotes diverse YA books, feminism, and fashion. Carmen, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, James. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to finally speak with you in person after having worked with you for so long. And also, I want to tell you, it's a privilege to be the first Books to Grammar chosen for the series. Thank
0: you. Of course. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, too. I feel like you and I have been corresponding over like e- email and Instagram DMs for like the better part of a year. So I'm very glad that we can actually talk um quote unquote in person now.
1: Yes, we're virtu- we're virtually in the same room.
0: Yes, of course. So first of all, where am I speaking to you from?
1: I am in Tampa, Florida, which is the west coast of Florida, west central coast.
0: Got it. And um how are things there in terms of how the community is is um responding to this? challenging time
1: we've had a little bit of a challenge between our mayor and the county and the state you learn how the government works a little more when things like this happen um but it seems like we haven't been affected quite a bit um yet like it's not like it is in new york and things like that um but they're saying that our peak would be in the next 2 weeks so i know our hospitals are starting to get busy and things like that but it hasn't been terrible um i think around here the reason that is is because the um it's not a big city it's like there's a, little, a lot more urban sprawl and things like that here so people are a little more distant naturally
0: mm. yeah and it's definitely good to hear hopefully um the infrastructure is prepared to respond because I just, yeah, it's a challenge in so many different areas. But it's good, really good to hear that. Um, the peak is not to, not. I mean, not that it's good to hear that the peak is farther away, but hopefully that gives you time to prepare for everything.
1: I hope so too. I hope so too. We, you know, our thoughts are with everyone in New York. I know how, ch- I've heard how challenging it is up there. And, uh, you know, we're thinking, we're thinking about everyone up there and hoping, hoping that, that the curve continues. I've, see, I've heard that there's some flattening in so far as hospital intake and things like that. So it's, there's a little bit of, of ray of sunlight at the, you know, behind that cloud there.
0: Yeah. Thank you. It's, there's definitely like highs and lows every day. And, At least like even just for myself personally, just, you know, in a time like this, you just have to take it a day at a time um, and find joy um, and figure out how to work through challenges and all that fun, real life stuff.
1: (laughs) I know really, really. And we're dealing with it in such a different way right now. So joy is definitely something that that we're focused on here too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Speaking of joy, (laughs) one of the things that's giving me joy in this challenging time is your Instagram channel. I mean, It was already giving me a lot of joy before, but even more so now. (laughs) So I definitely wanted to take us into some of the questions that we wanted to explore for you. Um, So first of all, last year you rebranded your Bookstagram as Tomes and Textiles. So would you share the inspiration for your new handle? Um, And I was also wondering, how long have you been on Bookstagram now?
1: So if you can believe it, I've been on Bookstagram for almost five years now. And wow. before July 1st of last year, Tomes and Textiles was formerly known as YA Wednesdays. YA Wednesdays actually began a collaborative effort with my bestie, Annalisa, and I. And uh, Bookstagram sort of was on the back burner for us for a long time. And uh, we slowly started building the YA Wednesdays uh, Bookstagram once we kind of got blogging under our feet, and what ended up happening is that we had a lot of ideas as everyone does in the creative community and we came up with something that was books and outfits if you've ever heard of that like we were talking about five years ago and we created the tomes and textiles moniker Um, as with getting carried away with so many different things we just couldn't manage all these projects so tomes and textiles took a back burner And eventually, I ended up taking over the YA Wednesdays Bookstagram. And when it became sort of obvious to me that it was just me doing it, uh, which was last year, I just approached Dan and I said, hey, um, we haven't used the tomes and textiles thing. I know we may come back to YA Wednesdays at some point in the future. Uh, Can I use the old tomes and textiles um, account that we never did anything with? And Annalise and I are still like the best of bookish friends. We actually run away Wednesday's uh, book club here in Tampa and we hang out all the time. So she was like, heck yeah, go for it. Like run, run (laughs) bird, you're free. So that's how everything um, came to be and how long Terms and Textiles has been in existence and the kind of long and convoluted history of it.
0: Yeah, that's all great to know. I didn't realize you'd actually been on Instagram for that long, um, especially, particularly bookstagram, because I, I guess that makes you one of the OG bookstagrammers, <laughs> doesn't it?
1: <laughs> I am definitely OG, James. I am definitely OG.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't mean to make that, like, an age ages thing or anything like that. Um, but no, it's definitely great to hear, though, because um, I feel like Instagram is such a great hub for the book community in so many ways, so, and I know that... Um, You and Anne and um, other voices have been such an integral part of that. So it's all great to know and great to hear.
1: Cool. Cool.
0: Thank you. I've also, so that leads me to my next question, because Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you this for a long time, (laughs) and I'm sure you've gotten this question a lot over the years as well. Um, I've always admired how well-produced your photos are on Instagram. So my question is, how long does it typically take you to create a photo of a book for your Instagram? from ideation to posting? Oh,
1: goodness, James. All right. Well, I'm going to give you the short answer, which is it depends. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want the longer answer, um, I tried to like I try to break it down into different things so like people ask me all the time like where do your ideas come from and I'm like literally I don't know like every post is different like a lot of people will do like a feed and it's a certain aesthetic and like if you look at my feed it's like every post is different and it's because every every photo is, is inspired by something different. It could be like a book cover. It could be an outfit that I found a book for. It could be that I want to talk about, you know, audiobooks or whatever. So everything is different and every idea is different. And I'm constantly just, I'm a list maker naturally. So I'm kind of constantly just writing down a list and going through it. And, you know, sometimes I just want to review a book. So I'll do a book and outfit or something like that. Um, the other part of my process is sort of my biggest kept secret, which is I have a bookstagram husband who is the person who takes all my photos. And um, he sort of grudgingly started it at first. I was like, Hey, I'm going to lay on the floor. Can you take a photo of me? And he's sort of become a little bit of an art director slash critic and like, he helps collaborate with me now. Um, He's been very helpful and I feel like I owe him a debt of gratitude for that. And it's not because I know he's going to listen to this later. Um, And, um, you know, setting things up and, and making photos happen. Sometimes is really easy because I'm just in front of a bookshelf or whatever. Sometimes if there's um, different shapes of books, I'll kind of work with it for, for a little while and kind of, you know, keep taking photos until it looks, sort of the way I imagined it might in a photo. And if you can believe it, the part where I set up the camera and do the lighting and all that good stuff, that's actually like the the shortest part of the process. Because normally like a couple photos, like no more than 10 and we have what we need and we can just kind of move on. So it's everything like before and after that, that really creates the most amount of work for us. Um, And then I decided at some point after saying initially I would never edit a photo, It's become like the thing that takes the longest because I have to, you know, I'm trying all these different editing tools and things like that. And sometimes a photo will be like five or six different versions of itself before it becomes the one that I actually deem to post. So that can take a little while. It can take, sometimes it's just like five minutes just because it's, you know, again, something in front of the bookshelf. It doesn't take much, much effort. But sometimes if I'm adding things in, I'll have to like, you know, play with the layers and things like that, which takes a little bit of time um, and go from there. And then the other thing, like now, especially, that I really, really hyper-focus on is making sure like the caption is good. I want to make sure that that's like as authentic and, and, like, kind of strikes a nerve in the best way possible for people, because I feel like people are reading captions now more than ever. Um, And so I want to make sure that I strike, like, a good balance for people nowadays, too, with that.
0: Yeah, that's all amazing to hear. Um, I had a feeling that you obviously put a lot of thought into your photos, but I didn't realize it was, I didn't even realize it was that extensive, because that's a lot... That's a pretty long process. I mean, it, and it's great that you have something that works for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I look at accounts and I'm like, they clearly have like, you know, like a stock look that they do and then they kind of change out the book. And I'm like, I should really try that. But in in like the true Carmen fashion, I like to make things as difficult as possible for myself. So everything is different. <laughs> Everything's unique. What can you do?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I honestly, I feel like, whatever works for you is your process, even if that's no process at all. So yeah, honestly to each their own. And that's certainly one of the many things I've learned from um, managing our influencer program here at Penguin Teen. So it's, yeah, it's a lot for sure. Out of the many great things that you just shared, I did want um, to have you talk a little more about authenticity um, because I know you mentioned that in terms of how you Um, write your captions for your photos and it's something that I know is obviously so important to whether you're a content creator on Instagram or just um figuring out like the best way to photograph a book or bring a book and talk into your content and talk about it in relation to your personal experience so I was curious what um what does authenticity mean to you as a book scrammer and how I, I, I have a feeling this isn't, <laughs> there's like a, a clear cut answer to this question. Um, but I guess how do you, how do you give yourself time to enough, create a space for yourself in order to reach that authenticity? Gosh,
1: that's a great question. Um, so, and so complicated. So, <laughs> um, so I'm really aware of the fact that like Bookstagram, like the photo part of it is like this, you know, it's this performance and it's, you know, this one snapshot that's a greatest hit. It's like the best photo that I like that I'm putting out for everyone to see. So I'm really aware of that in the pictures. Like there's so much perfection in things in social media And you, and the one thing I see tied to that is a lot of people have like, like anxiety around it or whatever, you know, FOMO and things like that. And so for me, like, since I'm like, well, I want my photos to look a certain way, I figure the way that I can really be myself and bring a part of myself is, is in my caption, which if it's a book review Or like, I'm going to talk about like today, I threw in the part where I was like, I'm so excited. I have news to share with you, um, you know, about the podcast and things like that. Like, I really like to throw Mm -hmm. in little bits of myself. And like, if I like a book or review a book, it's not a there's not enough characters to to write like a full book review. So I write the things that that mean something to me. And, um, and then I'll I'll kind of center things around my life and like why things were important to me in particular, because I also understand that not every book and not every photo and not everything is for everyone. So it's like, why did I really like that? And I find like, I, I have more honest conversations with people in my captions when I do that. And um, I find that people respond more to when, Uh, when I share a part of myself, a personal part of myself that has to do with the photo and the book and things like that, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. does. And I know, or at least I can imagine that um, being on a platform like Instagram, it can be, I would imagine it's particularly challenging to figure out like how much of yourself you're comfortable sharing, um, what parts you might want to keep to yourself um, because obviously being an influencer and being an Instagrammer um, has its own particular set of challenges. So, uh, but it definitely sounds like um, this is something that you've given a lot of, a lot of thought to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that's become a part of my life that, I, I never thought would be a part of my life. So it's definitely something that, you know, it's constantly evolving. I've never considered myself a creative person. And when people are like, oh, your photos are art, I'm like, are they really? Because like, literally, you know, I, I don't know that, you know, they would be in a museum somewhere because there's so many important things in art that are being done in this world that, you know, that I respect so much more than me taking a book for, with a photo. But, um, you know, it's it's weird because. I've never, you know, I've never written outside of like my journal, in, in, you know, my personal journal. I've never like shared my photos like in a way that I have. So this is, it's weird. Like Bookstagram has changed me in some way, and at first I didn't want to share any part of my life. And like little, like little drips and drabs have have made their way where I'm more comfortable sharing parts of my life. And what I realized too is that I don't have to share everything. So if someone over asks or over whatever, it's like I no longer have a problem saying. I draw the line there. I can't share that about myself or whatever too. It's, you know, you have to, you have to have boundaries too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And talking a little bit more about how Bookstagram has changed you, um, given the current time that we're in, how has your approach approach to Bookstagram changed? Um, I guess in terms of how you create photos and content, but also how um, you just interact with the larger postagrams. Sure.
1: So when all of this started going down, I want to say it was like right at the beginning of March. Um, I actually posted something because I was like, I was like everyone else. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, do you want me to talk about this pandemic all the time or, or what? Like, I didn't know what people wanted. Literally, it was like one of my most responded to polls. And everyone was like, please just like. Pretend everything's normal. I come here to escape. And um that really kind of spun a lot in my head about like, well, I'm not gonna try to be the cheeriest person and there's gonna be bad days and things like that, but I'm gonna edit the way I present things in a certain way. Like I had, you know, I had a bad day the other day and I just did post because I was like, "Eh, I, I don't wanna I can't afford to spend that energy or whatever. So it's changed my approach a little bit, but also I've changed my approach a little bit like Insofar as like how I'm trying to, I'm trying to make my posts as like positive as possible while also acknowledging that everything isn't, you know, right in the world either. So it's a weird balance. Sometimes, you know, succeed. Sometimes I may fail, but um, you know, it's just kind of part of the process of putting yourself out there during this time. It seems like people appreciate it. I hope they do. Um, I'm just trying to bring some sunshine and happiness into everyone's feed as much as I can.
0: From what, I mean, only speaking from my personal experience, um, mm-hmm. from what I've seen, you are definitely doing
1: that, <laughs> Thank <so>. you, James. <laughs>
0: it's been great to see. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's really great to hear that you're thinking about that balance because I, I mean, I totally agree. It is a very fine line to walk in terms of wanting to maybe not necessarily give people what they want, but give them something that they can both escape to and also connect with. agree with that. Um, So I imagine it's yeah, yeah, it's um, these are interesting times and I can only imagine how interesting it must be being on bookstagram in such a public way
1: yeah Yeah, uh definitely um i think one of my posts recently was i was just in my pajamas and it's like look people this is just gonna happen more and more deal with it you know i'm trying to be less self-conscious and just kind of roll with it because i think that people take inspiration from that so um, you know, it's, it it is definitely an interesting time. And I'm trying to also like the biggest message that I'm really trying to put out there is just be kind to yourself and just be okay with whatever is going on. Because it's like from day to day, moment to moment, mm. we don't know. And, you know, it's like still try to find, you know, we talked about it earlier, still try to find joy and whatever is going, you know, in your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, Um, all of us who create content for Instagram, all of us who follow other content on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we're all humans first and creators and Mm -hmm. followers second. And it's, yeah, it's as as you said, it's just so important to um, be able to find joy and just find things to engage with in a positive
1: way. I agree.
0: So I did have one more question before we move into some fan questions. What's one thing, okay. it's a two-part question. So what's one thing that you love about Instagram as a platform? And what's one thing that you would Okay,
1: I'm going to start with what I love because <laughs> um, it's the people. And in particular, it's people mm. who like comment and DM and say whatever they're saying to me. I like literally am so grateful every time I see a comment or a DM come through Um, And as a result of interacting with people for many years at this point, I've actually made a couple like really amazing sets of friends that are like in my DM groups. Like DM groups are my life and they're like Mm. where all the complaining and everything happens. So I I just I'm going to shout them out. The Latinx squad and the bookish girl gang you both are like they're like my rocks in everything so you know i'm not going to go on there and complain like this person took my photo or whatever like but they're the ones that hear it and they're the ones that are like yeah you know talk to that person or you know or i'm sorry this happened or whatever don't feel bad about that like they're my rocks and i just appreciate and love them all so much it's so
0: great to hear it's,
1: it's wonderful and it's it's been a really interesting part of creating community with that in real life, but that I know are wonderful people, you know? So I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I would change about Bookstagram, I'm going to make this the shortest response. Bring back the chronological timeline, please. Get rid of the algorithm and give me chronological because I don't know what's going on. I can't figure out the algorithm. I'm constantly searching for, my, for all my friends' posts because I never see anything that I seem to want to see, to see,
0: you know? It's so funny because sometimes it feels like the algorithms for these social media platforms think they know us better mm-hmm. than we know ourselves. And that's <laughs> very rarely the case. <laughs> it's like, I totally agree. Just please just give me the, at least give me the option to, scroll through things chronologically, because I just just feel like I'm missing so much. I
1: totally agree with you. It's so hard. And then like the more I seem to research on this AI algorithm, the more I'm like, I'm feeding into something that someone else wants. And I just, I just am not a fan of the algorithm. I'm not, I, I want it gone, but I know it's not going to be gone. I know that they're selling more advertising and things like that. I'm aware of what they're doing. I'm just not happy with
0: it. Yeah, I've almost like started playing a game with myself um, where I time how long it takes me to reach um, every so often. If you catch up on all of your posts, Instagram will give you that button that (gasps) says you're all caught up. And I can count on one hand the amount of times I've actually seen that in like the past like three or four years or however long. (laughs) So it's it's a unicorn. Honestly, I'm I'm convinced it's a unicorn yeah, at this point.
1: I am too. I you know I also think I probably follow too many people, but there's so many cool people and so many cool accounts out there. It's like how am I supposed to see their content if I don't follow yeah. them? Yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever gotten that that badge, James. and I'm a little I'm a little bit jealous right now.
0: <laughs> I would share my secrets, but I don't know <laughs> what the secrets are. <laughs> so we can find out together. We All
1: can, right, we can give All it a right. try. That's my like challenge <laughs> for next
0: week. Okay, so I definitely want to have some time um, to have you answer some fan questions. So we put out the call on Instagram and Twitter, and by far the most popular question for you was that there are so many people who love your wardrobe. And um, the question was, where do you shop for such amazing clothes? Um, Do you shop vintage or just like have any general
1: Oh my god, that's a lot. Okay, Um, so... (laughs) <laughs> I have been a clothes person my entire life so you have to understand that like I literally shop for my parents I shop for my husband like I like love shopping. It's always been like, I've always told my husband, like, I'm like a hunter gatherer for, but for clothes. And, um, so like from a very young age, my mom was like, when you were like five, I just gave up trying to dress you because you just started dressing yourself. So it's clearly something that's like ingrained in me and um so i happen to have a wonderful vintage shop locally called la france that's been here forever and like they know me like i walk in and they get all excited and pull all these vintage clothes for me most of my clothes are vintage that i Mm -hmm. feature but that doesn't mean that i don't buy new stuff it's just more vintage is featured um but my closet's probably about 50 50 vintage and like contemporary clothes um uh Places online, since clearly not everyone's going to come to Tampa, although you should, and go to France, I'll go with you, and I will pick out an outfit for you. Um, If you don't do that, um, you can shop online. So um, there is an entire cottage industry on Instagram of vintage clothing, of vintage shops like selling vintage clothing online. And you can probably search like the hashtags for whatever type of vintage clothing that you're looking for and kind of locate some of the stores. And then Instagram will show you similar stores once you start following one or two. Um, There's eBay and there's Etsy for vintage stuff but you have to kind of be looking for very particular things. Um, And then I know no one goes on Facebook, but I'm a member of like five or six different buy, sell, trade, vintage clothing groups in there and that's been and that's been how lately i've been accumulating all sorts of vintage stuff at like pretty reasonable prices because ebay and etsy can just be absolutely ridiculous and these places enable like people to swap sizes or like if you're looking for like a certain unicorn piece or whatever people will um offer up what they have so um, that's been how I've been accumulating a lot more stuff. And even today I just purchased, I just purchased something on a buy, sell trade group. So that's sort of what I do. It's my hobby. I do it kind of all the time. So that's why my closet's sort of ridiculous um, and why there's so much that goes with so many different outfits.
0: <laughs> those are all, that's all amazing to hear. And those are some wonderful tips. So if you you thinking about, maybe not dressing how Carmen likes to dress, but if you're thinking about getting <laughs> fashion tips for her, you've heard it here first yeah, on Yeah, this is the
1: first place I've been, I've, asked, I've been asked to give fashion tips, so that's exciting.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I, honestly, I feel like clothes are just one of the many things that I help agree. bring us together and, I guess, help you decide how you want the world to see you. So, And I totally get like, yeah. why it's so important to you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all great to hear. Okay, our next question <gasps> is from Zoraida Cordova, who's asking, what are some of your favorite books to reread? Hi, Zoraida.
1: Re-read? I love her. Um, <laughs> so, <I deserve> <laughs> uh, favorite books to reread. So, I don't do a, as much of that now. Is, is it not ironic that you get into blogging and bookstagramming to, like, read more, and then, like, you can't... You don't go back and reread your favorites as often as you'd like to, because your TBR is always kind of falling on you. <laughs> um, but probably... My three most reread books are The Sky is Everywhere by Jandy Nelson, uh, Gods of Jade and Shadow by Silvia Moreno-Garcia, which if you follow me at all, I talk about that book on the daily. Um, and then the Shatter Me series, like the original trilogy, that's actually what got like, Anne and I into blogging to begin with because we couldn't stop talking about that series and we're like we can't be the only two people in the world that like it we discovered there were a lot more fans so those are the ones that I reread the most I don't go back like to childhood or anything um, because I've realized like I reread the Virgin Suicides like a couple years ago and I was like this is just problematic and sad I was like why did I love all these books so I don't go back that far anymore because I have a feeling that I have that feeling that I just want the books to stay where they are in my memory at that point in my life, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. Um, Okay. So the next question from our fans is, do you have a day job? Um, And if so, how do you schedule bookstagram and reading? Um, And just like, Balanced life in general? Obviously, that's not an easy question to answer. Yes. So um, I yeah. have a
1: job. I wish it was Booksogram for anyone looking to sponsor me. I will make it my full-time job. It'll be even more grandiose and ridiculous. But it is funded by a full-time job. And um so I have to kind of schedule everything around work obviously first so I can make a living. Uh, luckily I work for myself and, um, I can sort of make my own schedule and, um, I just put things on my calendar. Like the biggest thing I do everything by calendar. And so like work and play is on my calendar. So I know like what I need to be doing when I'm doing it. And the interesting thing about bookstagram is that, um, a lot of times I am, it's like the one thing that I'm not, totally on schedule for unless I'm on like a blog tour or something like that. Usually like bookstagram just kind of happens when it does, I'll have like a couple of things that are kind of brewing in the pipeline. And then one of those will be like, what's, what goes up on a certain day when, when I like to post, um, I really need to get like a scheduling app because some days it's really hard to post like during the correct time, speaking of the algorithm. Um, but uh, other than that, um, yeah, I schedule everything else first and Bookstagram kind of just fits in when it can, which is why sometimes I'll, like, disappear for a week or two um, and things like that because life just gets complicated
0: sometimes. Yep, yeah, totally agree. But yeah, that's all yeah. really refreshing and great to hear. Um, I did have two yeah. more questions from fans um, that we can go through real quick. Um, so first is from Shelly from Twitter who asks, how do you go about creating the concept and style of a shoot? What's the process of that, Blake? After you finish reading,
1: all right. Books? So I'm gonna take a book review one, um, for example, and um, mm-hmm. like for for me, like one that I did recently that I really liked was the Anna Kay with the Sky, um, and. I kind of, I listened to that book. I gobbled up that book. My God, I love that book. And um, I was like, clearly I can do nothing related to what happened in this book. They're like in these, living these grandiose lifestyles, like, you know, social distancing is starting to happen or whatever. So uh, I was like, I love the cover of the book. I want to recreate it and I want to go outside to do it. Um, at sunset sort of around the golden hour so what I did for that is that uh, my husband drove me down there's this place down by the Hillsborough River called the Armature Works and um, I stood on a concrete construction barrier and he, and he shot up wow. like towards the sky and, um, and I wore a dress that has a sky on it and so that's sort of how I want, it became a very, very literal photo, but it's actually like one of my favorites that I've done recently. So, um, it, it, it's weird. Like I'll have an idea and like little things just kind of come together. And what I've learned is that if the little details that I have in my mind can't come together or don't come together, I just improvise or I forget it if it's completely frustrating. Cause I don't want to get into the habit of making bookstagram feel like a chore. So I really do like when I'm taking a photo, I really am trying to have a good time and enjoy what I'm doing, which is why I'll like create a book crown um, of Latinx books to feature and things like that. And I'll do silly things just because it's like, it's, it's funny to me. and, And I feel like, you know, like these books should have like really cool photos you know, in addition to all like the high fantasy books and things like that. So um I don't know. I just kind of follow where where an idea goes and and I try not to make it work for myself.
0: It's so great to know. And I totally get you when around the thought that, you know, sometimes you don't know when creativity is going to strike and sometimes right. you, you just have to keep things silly. Um, cause we're all, we're all fun people or at least. Oh God, like you guys reveal. definitely <laughs> are.
1: I love all your TikToks. They're like, they're amazing and they're so fun and well executed. So Penguin Teen wins for, for TikToks and creativity, just in general.
0: <laughs> hey, it's awesome to hear. Thank you. Um, okay. So one last question from a fan. Um, what is your favorite thing about the book? So here?
1: I would have to say that it's the people like, um, talking to people about books that I like, mm-hmm. being recommended books that, um, that I've never heard of and that, you know, I don't know. There's just this level of communication in the book community that's very specific to the book community. And it's just full of like joy and wonderment and like everyone loving books. And um, I think that the human element of it is, is the most important. It's the most vital to me. And it's the one that brings me the most joy.
0: It's amazing to hear for sure. I did want to carve out some time for us to talk a little bit about pop culture because we're all consuming pop culture to um, varying sure. degrees right now in this time, I feel. So with um, people having more downtime, what are your top, um, first of all, what are your top book recommendations and are there any authors who need um, like to shout out? Oh
1: my gosh. Okay. That's a lot. So I'm going to start with most recent. So I've been on this romance kick and I just read Get a Life, Chloe Brown and Worst Best Man like in, in like as consecutive books. And like I just I'm in love with both of those books. Mm. Romance is clearly where I need to be right now. It's, it's like my joy reading. So um, I'm very excited for like adult romance. Um, insofar as authors, I want to shout out. So this should come as no surprise to anyone: uh, Sylvia Moreno Garcia, uh, Nino Moreno, um, uh, Elizabeth Acevedo, um, uh, Jandy Nelson, uh, Zoraida Cordova. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even think of how many authors that that I love. But like, there's like this massive like Latinx community that sort of thriving in YA right now. And like all of them and all of their books are just bringing me tremendous joy. Um, Aiden Thomas has like an amazing book that's coming out called Cemetery Boys. Um, And like, Mm -hmm. there's just, I want to shout out every YA Latinx author that whose name I didn't say, because I have a terrible memory when I'm called out like this. Um, But like, it's, it's really, (laughs) it's really starting to happen in gel in, in YA. And, and it makes me so happy to be a part of that community and to be able to um, shout them out whenever I can.
0: I was also going to say, I, I also can't wait to read some of when it's out. It's one of my most anticipated 2020 reads. So. I will oh, definitely yay, be letting you. you know once I get I'd to, love it. to hear your thoughts. <laughs> so aside from books, um are there any fantastic TV shows, podcasts, or movies? Okay. So, um,
1: insofar as TV shows, um I am going to watch the last two episodes of Schitt's Creek uh tonight. I know. And oh, it's
0: <laughs> I just watched them last night and oh my god, I I I know you've probably already heard this, but okay. I personally did not bring it up. I've tissues. been crying
1: every so, episode of the last yeah. season, every episode I cry. And like, my husband just kind of looks at me like, that was good. Like, why are you crying? And I'm like, it's just so touching and beautiful. <laughs> look at where they, my babies, like, look like from where they came from to where they are now. So much growth and beauty. Anyway, so um, I can't recommend that show enough. I, I was caught off guard by how much I loved it and we've been trying to savor it and so like it's ending now so I'm sure I'm going to cry um, quite a bit um, so we watched we binged uh, the first two seasons of the end of the effing world on Netflix and um, mm. after the first season I didn't really think that they could do anything with it and the second season is just as charming and adorable they are these sort of uh, runaway kids com- I don't know they're like committing crimes I don't know how to tell you it's like this dark comedy with teens at the center of it and it's hilarious <laughs> and it's really dark and sad at the same time I don't know how they do it but they, they they balance that just right and it's really short and sweet like the two seasons you could probably watch it like over a weekend or whatever but it's really well done um, to go to an OG show that I loved Um, it's uh, for the costumes but also for the acting and the story. Mad Men is amazing Um, and uh, another show Mm. that I love for the clothes for being hilarious is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Um, if you haven't watched that and it's just worth watching it just to watch Mm. her costumes because they literally custom make like all of her clothes like none of it is vintage but they all they create stuff from like vintage fabrics and vintage patterns and it's unbelievable it's just crazy and the the story is pretty funny it's pretty cute and then the only other thing i can think of that we're going to start watching the newest season um soon is better call saul um Breaking, Breaking Bad had nothing on Better Call Saul, so um, I I like it's weird how that show is so much better than Breaking Bad if you ask me. So um, that's kind of what I've been watching. I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, the one that I do like that my friend Angela always uh, always has like a good recommendation for is You Must Remember This, and they kind of dive deep into old hollywood gossip in particular and they like kind of take all these stories from like headlines and books and then they create like the cohesive story of like the story behind the old school hollywood gossip so it's just a really interesting take and a really deep dive into old hollywood um and it makes like all the twitter rivalries and things that go on now look like child's play um because <laughs> there's like no <laughs> no like you know more like combative and like backstabbing and like old hollywood actors and like what they went through uh back back in the day so it's interesting if if you're into that um, and then insofar of movies um recently we watched the the florida project which is this movie that's sort of like It's the other side of Disney World and Orlando. And it was actually shot here in Florida, like in in Orlando. Um, And it's about these two little girls that they live in one of the motels, like off of International Drive or whatever. Um, It's a really compelling story. And it kind of tells you the other side of the happiest place on earth. But it's really beautifully done, actually. Um, And then for anyone who is a quarantining and only seeing like one other person the lighthouse with robert pattinson is amazing it's super twisted and Mm. dark and weird but it's wonderful and like i think if you're trapped in a small space with someone you should watch it to appreciate that like your life is not nearly this like (laughs) you know this crazy as as the story evolves uh into um and then I know everyone's talking about Tiger King that actually takes place in Tampa where I live. And um yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I have some stories, but I'm not gonna tell them here. Um but I think that they're all horrible people <laughs> and the animals are abused, and like I just I didn't care for it, except for all the Tampa references that I don't think anyone would get. Um, but there's another documentary that came out like a year and a half ago on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. And if you haven't seen that, it's incredible. Mm. Um, It's about this kind of uh, group, like, religious group uh, called the Rajneeshi. And they basically, like, end up buying a town in rural Oregon. And, um, like, if you want to talk about, like, really outrageous things that happened like there was actual terrorism tied to like tied to this like it's it's really interesting and like every episode like builds and builds and builds and then like at the end i spent like the last half hour of the last episode just crying speaking of crying um it was just really well done and really great storytelling and um i i couldn't believe what they pulled off and how they pulled it off it was very well done
0: that last one Definitely sounds um the world yeah. I'll say right now is interesting. <laughs> Just leave it at that. it sounds like a lot. It sounds exactly up if you I guess if you not if you love Tyree King, but if you've loved the idea behind telling that story, I'm sure Yeah, that yeah. I think they should it's it's well.
1: It's well done. It's interesting. And it's, it's another thing where, I don't know, I think the characters are developed a little more, but it's probably because this happened like 40 years ago or something. And so they're, they're showing all this footage from back in the day, as well as interviewing people that were involved in the current day. So, um, which you didn't get as much. Well, you did get that in Tiger King. I don't know. I just personally thought it was better. That's just me. You can fight me in, fight me in the comments <laughs> later, you know. I have nothing, I have
0: nothing insightful to add to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I think that brings us to the end of our episode. So, Carmen, thank you so much for joining me oh, here Jane, on YA. Oh, thank you so much ch- for having me. It was today. so much fun. And it was great to have you here. So you can follow Carmen on Instagram, where her handle is at Textiles. Next week, we check in with more of your favorite YA authors. So stay tuned for our next episode.